0: This is The Next Reel Shorts, everybody. I'm Pete Wright, and that right over there is Andy Nelson. Hello, everybody. As part of our series on movie sites that we love, you'd probably guess that we couldn't go very far without talking to Nathan Chase and Jeremy Thompson, the guys behind Flick Chart. Gentlemen, welcome to The Next Reel. Thanks for having us. Nice. Glad to be here. You guys Cause us great pain every week. Uh, the, the, what Flickchart has done for for our show and for for our community is just really fantastic. Uh, can you talk a little bit about why, as we get started, uh, kind of where Flickchart comes from and and uh, why you decided to to uh, to bring it to us all?
2: Well, back in 2006, uh, Jeremy and I. We were looking at IMDb's Top 250, and we were looking at the orderings of the, the various movies on the list, and we just noticed that some seemed way out of place. Uh, some were way too high um, because they were brand new and they were just popular at the moment, and they shouldn't be that high on a best-of-all-time list. And then we specifically saw that uh, Pulp Fiction was ranked higher than Empire Strikes Back, and both of us thought that was crazy. all boils crazy. down to Star Wars. <laughs> and and we 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 thought it was crazy. And then we also said, you know, if people actually had these two movies in front of them and picked one or the other, um, we feel like that would change the, the whole outcome because they would they would pick the better film. So uh, we wanted to go ahead and put our money where our mouth was and create that. So that was basically how the genesis of the idea was born.
1: And then, I mean, it, it creates an interesting philosophy. And it may, maybe real quick, just in case, in case any of our listeners don't know what Flickchart is, I mean, what is kind of a quick pitch as to kind of how do you pitch it when you're describing Flickchart to people? And then what's kind of a philosophy that you see behind picking two movies?
2: The philosophy is uh, essentially that if you have uh, two movies in front of you, you're not thinking about every other movie you've ever seen in your life. You're just thinking about those two films. And when you look at these films... Uh, in a vacuum you're able to really suss out what's best about each one you can think about all the merits that each film have whether it be better direction better acting better cinematography better art design you know all kinds of things that make up what a film is and uh, you can if you think about it long enough you can really come up with what you think is the better made film or in your case it might be the film that you prefer of the two Um, And sometimes that's the same thing, and sometimes it's not. But either way, you're going to pick one over the other. And and also, by virtue of the way that our site is designed, we tend to give you a fairly random pairing. Uh, So you might have films that you would never have thought about at the same time. Usually, if you're thinking about comparing films, you're thinking about comparing films maybe in the same genre or the same director or same actor, that kind of thing. But if you get Bambi versus Die Hard, your thoughts are going to go a completely different direction. One interesting thing about it,
3: too, is that you know we've had a lot of people who really kind of react against the idea because they think that art is the sacred thing and you know how dare we pit these works of art against each other and what a trivial way to look at these things and stuff like that. But I think counterintuitively what we've found is, as Nathan said, you know, it gives you this little scope to look at both of these things, just these two movies in isolation very closely rather than feeling like that a lot of people have made lists in the past. You're just looking at this uh, list of text and shuffling names around and trying to get the whole thing done and come up with your favorite movies of all time in the span of 15 minutes or so. You you kind of exchange this the name of the movie as this token for what you've thought about it for years. And so there is a trivial way to look at it, but we've found that, like you say, you can have a lot of pain trying to make some of these decisions, and that's really what we go for is,
0: you know, pain. To hear you talk about it like this, you're you're like a, a ranking samurai. You're so zen about this whole process of just being so introspective. How long did it take you to come to that? And, and, and what are your, uh, you know, are there any battles that you find
2: are just Unrankable? I haven't personally come up against anything that's unrankable. For me, the ones that are the hardest are the ones that you're the most uh, meh about. The ones that are kind of right in the middle that you really don't feel strongly one way or the other. You don't really love them. You don't really hate them. You're just kind of ambivalent about. And making that choice, for me at least, is, is the one that's the hardest.
3: I think the tough ones for me tend to be that, and this is probably the case for a lot of people, I have a lot of movies that I know as art are very good. I, I do technically admire a lot about them. But the harder ones for me, the ones that really yank me around are the ones that I've had nostalgia for for 20 years or 30 years. And I've held them as this dear thing in my life. For, since I was a child, to get those against one another, it feels almost like I'm just casting a friend away. If I if I rank against it, it's kind of like I want a lot of them to be number one, just to just to signify how important they are in my life. But on Flickchart, you got to choose, and uh, <laughs> that's, sometimes that's <laughs> very hard. I, I would say the nostalgia ones are the hardest for me.
1: I, I would agree with that too. I find you know ranking some of my favorite nostalgic films from my youth, like Clue. Uh, really hard when it comes up against something like you know two thousand one or something. And I'm like, well, <laughs> right. I really love Clue,
3: and I'll probably put it on first 2001 I love Clue too. A better
1: film, yeah. <laughs> Not to
3: mention there's the shame factor because I have to defend my top twenty uh, against other people who do have uh, Citizen Kane and kind of all the ones that you'll see in the AFI and IMDb lists and things like that. Um, they've got those in their top twenty, and I've got, uh, for instance, The Burbs you know with tom hanks so uh, you know i don't know why and i can't defend it but there are just some movies that really speak to me between the shame factor and nostalgia I'm feeling like i'm you know throwing away one of my old teddy bears from when I was a kid you know those are the hardest things right
0: I yeah I worry at some point that your next version of this site is going to be like flick children you know a list of your favorite children or something like that like like that's kind of what I feel like when I do my ranking and and, yeah. and and sometimes it's miserable you know we call it kind of fondly a flick chart hate crime but it's it is very difficult in the philosophy
1: of it of the whole thing I mean is there really such a thing as a perfect flick chart list
2: the thing about flick chart is that you're always ranking new movies because you're always seeing new movies so you're always going to have movement in your list in your chart um, so there isn't necessarily a perfect chart but you can certainly refine a chart to where your uh, favorite movies are closer to the top and your l- less less favorite movies are closer to the bottom and you have a much better understanding of what you actually prefer based on your rankings because that whenever you're creating a list uh separately you know on, on just a piece of paper or some other site perhaps you're you might not be able to remember every movie you've ever seen, and so uh, that's another thing that Flickchart does that as you're ranking you're you're constantly getting things into your chart and uh, you know as you rank you're you're building up this chart of all the movies you've ever seen in your lifetime. Uh, and so, so you're you're having that kind of data that you wouldn't have elsewhere that, that you wouldn't be able to quickly suss out. Um, And then we also have the ability to uh, know exactly what you haven't seen, because as you get movies that you haven't seen come up in the pairing, you can click that you haven't seen them. And then we have that data as well to be able to say, well, based on the aggregate of all of our users of FlickChart, these are the ones that you probably should see first.
3: On other movie sites, typically, that's one of the things we really like. On other sites, you'll have a ranking from 1 to 5 or 1 to 10 or whatever, and there's probably going to be a much smaller set of movies. Uh, people only go to rank the ones that they care about and that they've seen. So they don't know definitively ever what they haven't seen, um, nor have they ranked that big. Probably majority of the movies you've seen, you know, for good or bad. But here you don't have to feel like it's a laborious task to. Mm-hmm you know, do this laundry list of entering data of, of everything you've seen in your life. It just sort of happens. It's also
1: really fun to rank the ones that you really hate. And sometimes that can oh, be yeah. a challenge, too. Like, which one do I really hate more here?
0: <laughs> can you talk a little bit about the underlying sort of technology, like uh, how you went about building the site for the nerds out there who, who want to know? I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, how, how
3: it works and, and uh, uh, what some of the underlying sense of it is. <laughs> sure. Uh, we started in 2006 um and it has had a number of iterations and we've had to uh prepare it for scaling a lot more over time too because we weren't sure how big it was going to be and as we got more users it'd be like oh crap the thing is you know taking 20 seconds for every ranking now because uh we have we have so many people on and that would happen in waves of exposure and things like that we we started right we started with a very very typical setup um it was you know just a a dedicated server and the website in the beginning actually would refresh painfully every ranking you did you know because at the time uh, all the the ajax stuff like you see now where it doesn't reload the page which is now very common on websites that wasn't around so every time you ranked it would reload the whole page since then we've obviously added a lot more uh, modern methodologies and it. uh now we're able to do that in the background. We we have a number of different databases that we use, a few different platforms to be able to keep all the data straight. Because as you're ranking, we have to make decisions pretty much on the fly about, all right, what based on your current likes, based on the number of rankings and the number of movies that you've already uh, you know looked at on FlickChart, how deep are you into this thing? Because one of the things we don't wanna do is alienate people immediately with uh, you know, 30,000 movies they've never heard of, which is, right. you know, the, the first ranking you see is two, that, you know, time barbarians versus recon 2023. They're, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> nobody would stay there for any amount of time. So right. we have to kind of have two algorithms really. And one has to do with that, that sort of where we give you things increasingly arcane as you've ranked more and more movies. And then the other one is once you've ranked a movie, or rank the matchup. What do we do with it on that side, and how do we organize your chart? And uh, you know what comes out of it. And then the third one, of course, is how we roll all of that into the community one. If you look at your chart as you rank, you'll see that there's it's not that complex, really, in this current iteration of it. Um, the aggregate chart is really where most of the complexity comes from to roll everybody's about a hundred and I don't know fifty, two hundred thousand users. That gets pretty hard and we have a lot of arguments about it between ourselves and among users as to how we should weight that algorithm, if at all. Um, Because like Nathan said, you have the thing where on IMDB you'll see The Dark Knight be one of the top five movies of all time. And if it's not that, it's The Avengers. And sort of like every new blockbuster rockets up to the top if it's halfway decent. And stays there for a year or more. Um, so we have to do a lot of stuff to, uh, to kind of balance that with a sense of sanity of does that actually make sense or not.
0: What are you, when you look at the site, uh, as it is now, and I, I know you're, you're in active development, but when you look at the site that, you're, that you have, have built, what, uh, what are you most proud of? Personally,
3: I've always liked the kind of personality of the site a lot. Um, from a technical standpoint, doing the development, I can always look back and, and hate. Um, you know, that's not hard, especially something with its right. roots in 2006. Like, oh, sure. God, why did I do it that way? And oh, I'm so much smarter today. What was I thinking? But I think the personality of it, I, I like that we've got the the little quips that are above the rankings. Those show up in various points of the site. I like that it doesn't have a very uh, staid... Business template-y look to it. I think I like that it's got its own distinct appearance and personality to it. Um, I think that that part has endeared it to users, and I consider that one of the one of the core things about Flickchart that kind of people can identify with.
2: I like the fact that that Flickchart as a name became a verb. You know, to to do a Flickchart or to to chart your your movies, um, or or it's a noun. It's my Flickchart um so it kind of grew from just the name of the website to represent a lot more um and there there's a lot of really interesting things going on in terms of you know as we tabulated all this data about all the movies and all the rankings and everything we, we can really find out really specific things like you know what's your favorite Bruce Willis action movies from the 1990s and and it's like you can do that in like two clicks which is something you really can't do anywhere else. And uh, it, it kind of just grew out of the fact that we had all the data and we could present it in a way that was really interesting and compelling. Um, and you don't really have to work very hard to get to that data. So uh, I'm really proud of the fact that we have such a really uh, – Robust way to look at all the rankings that you've done in a way that you really can't do anywhere else. Well, I
1: I think that all your fans think so too. And, you know, there's all these rumblings about a version 2.0. Is there uh, anything you can tell us about things we can look forward to in this uh, version when it may be released?
2: One of the big things that we want to do is we want to make the barrier to entry even easier, uh, you know, even smaller where we, where, when somebody brand new comes to the site, um, they don't have a, a, a way, you know, a thing saying you got to sign in and create an account and all that right up front. We want it to be, you know, bam, here's movies to rank and just get started. And as you rank, you know, then we'll say, Hey, you want to save your rankings, um, you know, create an account in two clicks and you're done. So we want to make that a lot easier. Uh, we also want to make the, the homepage, the, the very first page that you come to much more robust in terms of all the types of data that you're looking at. We want to make sure to expose people to all the different charts that are out there. Uh, we want to expose people to the genres and the ways that you can get to all the data because some people, the, the, the main mechanism of ranking two movies uh, at a time is almost so enveloping and so addictive that that's all they do. They get to those two movies, then they start ranking and they never, ever go anywhere else on the site. And so that's, you know, a user experience thing that we have to sort of figure out and, and really refine in order to get people to see that there's a lot of stuff you can do with that data, with those clicks and taps after you've done them. Uh, so we want to make sure to push that and, and make it much more visible for people.
3: Yeah. And to, to piggyback on that a little bit, um, more specifically in terms of the ranking thing, there's this kind of usage pattern that people can fall into where they see this and they, they think, wow, this is really, this is awesome. I just can't stop doing this. And they don't. But then at the end, they're they're like burned out. They're like, oh, this, wow, oh I, I got to get this arrest for a while. You know, they they got to the point where they think their chart is enough in order that uh, it's good for now. You know, and and like Nathan said, because they haven't explored the rest of the site, they haven't really gotten to some of the other mechanisms uh, or discussions or any of that stuff that they got their chart in order. They really feel like they've spent, you know, six hours a day on this thing (laughs) off and on during work or whatever else that they're done. I get that because it's a very high intensity thing if you're really into it, but we want to smooth out that usage pattern more and give them a lot more readily available stuff that it kind of brings them back daily or weekly and, and to where there isn't as much of an end point or as much of a burnout. And they can keep going and find new ways to explore it all the time,
0: yeah, yeah, for the people who, who who's you know and and for the hardcore users you know for the people who who spend you know their time and never burned out and use it as a primary way to rank their sort of catalog of experience uh, anything you can share for for those folks that have uh, that have been waiting for an update too
2: we're developing a uh, a page or a, a function of the new site that is completely about personalization. So it's a page that's all about you and it, it's based on your rankings and it's based on your friends and we can take a lot of really interesting information and expose you to it in a way that you haven't seen before on flick charts. So we're really excited about this page that we're, we're developing uh, on that regard. So, so we can uh, come up with movies and charts and actors and directors and, and different ways to, get you interested in movies uh, again, every time you come to the site and find new ways to rank movies.
3: And along those lines, as Nathan said, mentioning actors, um, directors, even characters, we wanted to open up and allow ranking all of those things. People have always wanted to rank. Well, what about, uh, you know, what about all the Batman movies and um, all these other subsets of things? And, and, Right now, you kind of face a choice. You can filter the main chart to one of those things, like just the Batman movies or, you know, just horror movies. There are some, some cases where it doesn't quite make as much sense. And one of the big ones we've had in the past, it's kind of just the classic example of this. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever run across it, but people want to rank sometimes around, uh, around Christmas. They might want to rank the best Christmas movies of all time. And I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of that, because for a lot of people, that does not coincide exactly with the best movies of all time that happen to be about Christmas. Um, so people will try to rank one, and it jacks up their order in their, in their overall chart. Well, as a Christmas movie, The Grinch is better than Die Hard. But, you <laughs> right. know, and, and now it looks like in their chart, uh, The Grinch is one of their favorite movies of all time in their top 20, because it beat Die Hard. Um, So we need to, we're trying to circumvent that a little bit. So uh, we're going to open that up and allow for just user-driven content of just this uh, unimaginable, uh, you know, breadth of different topics that people can think of charts on. And then that way we're not having to curate every bit of it. It's just going to be anything anybody can think of that they think is interesting. And they can say, I want to make a chart with the best... The movies that have the best twist of all time and throw the game and the sixth sense in there,
0: yeah, and yet not have it completely uh, uh mess up the right. other main ranking, that kind of a thing. Yeah. We just, for example, we just ranked uh Boogie Nights as a New Year's movie, uh, but that's us kind of being <laughs> cheeky, and, and we certainly wouldn't wa- wouldn't want that to stand up next to other New Year's movies necessarily,
3: right? Exactly,
0: yeah, it's a great idea because
1: I mean, that that allows people to say, okay, well these are my these are my favorites. Or sort of like you were saying, you know, the ones that you're really nostalgic for, that you really love, but then you can also say, well, but now I can have a list that's the films that I really think are the best films, and I can put 2001 on that list, you know, and it, it allows people for that, which I think is really smart. I think it's a, a great uh, thing to look forward to with uh,
3: 2.0. Yeah, it's, it's a natural, kind of a natural direction to go in, but it also poses technical challenges because of the amount of data and uh, you know some of the performance things, and there are a lot of considerations there it's sort
0: of blowing my mind, imagining how many attributes you have to assign an individual movie to an individual user in in this scenario right i mean that's that's kind of what we 're talking about making right. giving each user the ability to rank a movie multiple times and and keep track of that that's 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 uh, that makes my head hurt a little bit on, <laughs> yeah, your, on your behalf
2: potentially you know there could be thousands tens of thousands of Unique custom charts that users have created and those charts could be private. You know, it could be just for me. I want to rank the movies I saw in high school, which, you know, isn't going to necessarily be interesting to somebody else. But if I created a chart that I was like, Oh, this is really kind of interesting and other people would probably find it interesting too. I could make that chart public and then everybody could rank that chart. So it's kind of like a combination of community charts and making your own you know personal lists and being able to you know have the aggregate charts for the best movies of all time there's all these different ways of approaching it so we can uh like i said find more ways to rank and make it even more compelling and more interesting for everybody do you
0: do you remember just before we jump we we close up do you guys have a, a memory even just a sense memory of your very favorite rankings
2: uh sure um My top five is Empire Strikes Back, of course, at number one, Uh, Matrix, Aliens, Star Wars, and Back to the Future. I'm a big sci-fi guy, so.
3: Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, The Big Lebowski, uh, probably Duck Soup, the Marx Brothers movie, and uh, I don't know, maybe Airplane. They're all kind of up there. It does change a little bit here and there, and that's one of the challenges, too, to your question about whether or not there's a perfect chart. I I don't even know if I would answer those the same on any given day. It's kind of like they've all, for me, cleared the bar of it mattering, whether they're slightly better than each other, but there is an order to them. And that's the philosophy behind the site, that we don't have a thousand five-star movies that are all equal to one another. So it's what's hard from the perspective of the site is... If, if, you know, Forrest Gump for me is better than Back to the Future and Back to the Future is better than Ghostbusters and The Big Lebowski is better than Forrest Gump, you know, it's a, it's a contradiction, but people are contradicting, you know, that's the nature of psychology. So how do we deal with that on a chart whenever they contradict what they previously told us, you know, with some transitive ranking and they end up with this weird circle that goes back on itself? That's that's
2: tough, and that's where Jeremy's new algorithm comes into play on our 2.0.
0: What's our what's our timeline? When can we? Uh, when are you are you ready to announce a, a launch date <laughs> and and commit to it here for uh, for all of our listeners?
1: <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Yeah. I, I will
2: say that we've we've been working on it much harder uh, within the past six months than we ever have. Um, Jeremy and I have both had quite a bit more time to focus on it. So uh, the outlook is good. Um, basically, all the plumbing is in place. Uh, if you want to take a house analogy, all the plumbing is in place. The foundation is there. And we're putting up the walls now. And, uh, and then we'll be getting into the uh, electricity and painting <laughs> and all that stuff soon
3: yeah we we hope to have a a reasonable alpha before you know before too long for people to kind of get in there and kick the tires a little bit uh all the, the the our flick charters who who stuck with us and been so important to the community for so long we don't have an exact date on it but certainly we want to get them in there as soon as we can and um you know, start getting their feedback as we, as we continue to develop things. Well, we're excited to uh, check it out and see how,
1: how that uh, plays when it uh, comes time. So is there any place uh, people should go check out other than flick chart? I mean, you've got blogs, uh, Facebook, what else? Uh,
2: yeah. Facebook, Twitter, uh, our blog, uh, everything is, it's always flick chart everywhere on social media. Um, and if you're a, a really hardcore user of FlickChart, we have a really active discussion group on Facebook uh, called Flick Charters. Um, you can uh, just go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Flick Charters, I believe, and uh, request an invite to get in there. And there's hundreds and hundreds of folks in there that are majorly into film and uh, super big fans of the site and can, uh, you know, help. Guide you as you are a new user of Flickchart, or if you're a hardcore user and you want to talk to other hardcore users, that's the place to do it.
0: You know, it's the the uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a an overriding sort of feeling that I get in that Flickcharters group that uh, that I don't get anywhere else, and it's that all of those people are so incredibly nice. <laughs> I was
3: just gonna We're, take a minute to say that that uh, I don't I'm not sure what it is, um, but w- both. Especially in in the Flickcharters Facebook group, but even a lot of the commentary that I see on Flickchart itself on discussions and, and movies, it seems to be such a I I don't know what it is, but such a, a welcoming, friendly, um, very very conscientious and thoughtful group of people. I don't think I've ever seen another community online. Um, that I can think of offhand that for whatever reason has attracted such a great group of people. I'm not sure what it is, but it's true.
0: It it is. It's a, it just feels good to be a part of it. And so yeah, I mean, I I would just throw out a plug for for those who are into movies and uh, uh, the Venn diagram of of our listeners and Flick Charter members is it's it's practically a perfect circle i think <laughs> so uh right. you know if you listen to this show and you haven't played with flick chart and jumped into that group and you want to talk about movies with people who are absolutely knowledgeable and have a wide and eclectic uh range of tastes uh, it, it's a it's a great place to go final plug uh where can we find specifically your flick chart pages for people who
2: want to rank against you <laughs> uh my Username on Flickchart is Zampa, Z A M P A, and mine is
3: Prophesy, P R O P H A S I.
0: Fantastic. Uh, we will. We are putting those in the show notes, uh, along with your uh, very firm, uh, non-committal, committal of uh, good alpha. Before too long, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nathan Chase, Jeremy Thompson, thank you so much for taking your time to uh, join us for TNR Shorts. We sure appreciate uh, appreciate everything you do, and and. Uh, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you
2: very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. We love being here.
0: Alright everybody, thank you so much for uh, downloading and listening to the show as always. Uh, Andy, any closing words here? Did, we, did I miss anything? I think we got it and uh, yeah, super exciting to have you guys on the show and I uh, can't wait to get back to my chart and do some more ranking. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly ranking. Uh, I, I, I ad, Admission, I've, I've been ranking this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and uh, this has been TNR Shorts. Uh, check your feeds. Uh, these things are, we, we've got a whole series of them coming out so we, we thank you for your uh, kind words and comments on these and we'll catch you next week on the regular show Just visit the slash originals. Your purchase is made through our links. Give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations.
1: It's a wonderful way to support the show.